Welcome to the podcast, where you will learn everything you need to be a successful student at any level of academic study. Listen each week as I interview experts, leaders, and students. If you are studying or thinking about it, you will need practical tips, techniques, coaching, and support to help you get finished and be successful. While you're listening, please take a moment to rate and review the show. Links and info are always in the show notes. So join me now as you listen in, learn, take action, and succeed. Right. Good afternoon, everybody, and a very warm welcome to our Friday Learning Your Lunchtime uh, interview webinar, which today is going to be with uh, Tracy Ashington, a graduate recruiter with 20 years of experience and uh, who at one stage was, uh, I think, the recipient of a fantastic award, but we'll get some details on that just now. And as you guys are all coming online, and I think we are expecting just a fantastic response, um, you know, the university certainly have been promoting uh, this whole series. Uh, we're doing three of these webinar interviews with Tracy over the coming weeks, and it's really all going to be geared about, uh, you know, getting you guys ready for the workplace and that uh, as students is something that you most definitely need to be thinking about way ahead of the time that, you know, you're actually going to be out there and looking for a job. So I'm going to ask Tracy to introduce herself shortly, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun just in a very informal discussion, as we always do. And most importantly, you guys are going to be able to ask your own questions and specifically around the topic of CVs today. So in future sessions, we'll look more specifically at um, interviews and then also more generally at uh, you know, a job search strategy. Uh, so today for CVs, as you guys are putting your CVs together, I mean, I teach an online course and part of that, you know, I have a couple of tools and I give a couple of principles and tips and tricks and I certainly don't have all the answers. Tracy's been doing this for a lot longer than I have and uh, she's gonna draw on her experience um, and give us an idea of you know what should or shouldn't go into CVs and what she's seen work very well. Um, but I do really encourage you all just to ask very specific questions about how to improve your CVs. And uh, we'll pick up those questions as we go in the chat. And then as always, if you can please let us know which universities you're from. Always just wonderful to see you know, which universities are promoting these sessions, and then I can go and chase the other universities <laughs> because Absolutely. I think that the people that join these sessions and the type of professionals and experts like Tracy that you guys get access to, and uh, I'm going to pick out a very nice bottle of wine for her to say thank you for this, but she's very kindly made her time available, and, uh, you know, we're so grateful for her to be able to do this and spend her time with us this afternoon. And just to think back to a couple of the other sessions we've had, we've had experts on academic writing and proofreading. Uh, we've had people who have done two PhDs. We've had a Rhodes Scholar, Ubuntu uh, Fantesa, for example, who was off to um, London this year. So we interviewed him about getting that Rhodes Scholarship and, you know, the steps that he had to take to get there. Uh, we've had motivational speakers. We've had life coaches. Um, sometimes I just go live by myself and teach on a couple of topics and give away a few courses. So we have a little bit of fun with that. Um, so great to see people coming from Pretoria, uh, from Tux, uh, from uh, Pucca, from University of Northwest. Uh, so we've got a great, uh, great community here. And as you all should be aware, um, you know, we have the Student Success Coach Facebook group. So, you know, that's really where we sort of interact on a on a daily and a more regular basis. And I'll put all the links just now in the chat so that you guys 
uh, can get access into that. And I, I sort of think of this as our weekly team meeting. You know, we sort of have such a lot of fun in the Facebook group where there's no pressure, there's no supervisors, there's nobody there. It's a safe space. Um, you know, people regularly, what I call burn your boats. And I've been teaching a lot of time management and you know, how to master your task and get things done. And I, and I teach a principle of burn your boats. And people actually use um the uh you know use the facebook group to um uh, to burn their boats and they 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 put on the group um that uh you know they're going to get certain tasks done during the day and then we hold them accountable to uh doing that we've got one folk who says that they can't hear anything but i think all good i know tracy and i can hear each other so could just possibly yeah, I'll be. Here we go. Yeah, look, I know there's lot, there's lots of load shedding happening, and we're all very, very, very um, cold this morning. So hopefully you are warm, and you've got a cup of tea, a hot cup of coffee. So Wing Power says, uh, just pop your your headphones on, and that might be able to help you there. Could Okay, so enough from my side. Um, Tracy, just introduce yourself. Tell us about this award that you won, but more importantly. You know, just tell us you are so dedicated to helping, you know, students and professionals just find their way in the world. You've you've actually got a service that you offer, and I want you to talk about that. But just by way of introduction, you know, who are you and, and how can you help everybody today with this topic of, you know, how to write a, a fantastic job-winning CV? Tracy. Okay. Thank you for having me, Peter. I appreciate it. And thank you. Um, it's so useful to see who is at which university. I'm keeping my my eyes open there. Tux is coming up quite a lot. So a bit of background about me and Peter, keep on going on about this award. And um, <laughs> so, and I actually asked Peter to take it off um, the advert, you know, for the for the webinar. But um, a little bit about me. It's um, my background wasn't always in, um, you know, when I studied, I wasn't I'm always studying to become uh, to, you know, be in human resources or recruitment. But I fell on fell into it by chance. And this is a great story because I was looking for a job and I was filing in human resources. I was literally putting people's like payslips in their files. And before I knew it, somebody in the in the organization was an investment bank in London. They were sick and they asked me to stand in. And suddenly I was a graduate recruiter. And it was back in the days where we used to fax. <laughs> and I was a graduate recruiter and landed up there um, at Lehman Brothers for 10 years. When I returned to South Africa, I continued. And when I got back to um, SA, um, the graduate sort of culture wasn't really happening yet. People didn't really, they thought of graduates as a liability. And But slowly it started. I worked for Rand Merchant Bank for 10 years, set up their grad program and, and ran it. The Why I, I like to talk, I do a lot of talking to students and why I like to do it is because I've been on the other side. So I've actually been in an organ, organization recruiting. So I know what um, employees employers are looking for. And now I'm sort of on my own doing my, have my own consultancy and that's guiding people in terms of job searches, CVs, doing mock interviews, etc. But it's not because I'm not within an organization, I can actually do it objectively. So, yes. 
<laughs> Wonderful. And I, just to have both sides of that experience, I think is going to be so valuable for people today because, I mean, I guess what's most importantly on their minds, and we had Kathy Sims actually a few weeks ago just talking about the graduate recruitment right. space more broadly, and she obviously runs the South African Graduate Employers Association. So really this marketplace of, 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 of skills where you know we as students are on one side of it and then the employers are on the other side and they are actively looking for skills and it's so important for everyone to position themselves as best possible. And we actually had Hannes Vessels, also previously an educational psychologist, helping us with tips and tricks around aligning your passion and your career aspirations with the demand and how to position yourself and how to think about you know your career um, and the your skills brand. that you have and your brand and so on and sort of take it forth and so on. So, Tracy, let's let's just dive straight in then. I mean, so your 20 years of experience, as you've indicated there, being in the graduate recruitment space all that time, basically, being on both sides, et cetera. Let's start. What is the number one biggest mistake and error that people make on CVs? So when you look at a CV and you look at the patterns of when people have been successful in getting through to the next stage, et cetera. Because, I mean, I know as an employer myself and as a manager hiring people over the years, you know, a CV is one aspect of it, but it's a certainly an important early stage filter that you apply. And what is that mm -hmm. one biggest mistake that means that CV just goes to the bottom of the pile and jeopardizes that person's, you know, chances, whereas they could have fixed that error and stood a much better chance later on and obviously interviews and skills and all the rest of us will have to be tested but as a first impression what is that biggest error that you've seen come through on cvs jokingly i want to say a huge font but that aside <laughs> okay. what i do what i do want to begin with is when people give advice about cvs i can say one thing the person next to me could say something. I can even say something that you disagree with. So people get very baffled. They're like, okay, well, the recruiter told me to do this. Now you're telling me to do this. What is right? And I think the rule of thumb is if you turn yourself um, around and you say, I'm the employer and I'm looking for someone, would they notice my CV? So um and if the answer is yes, awesome. If it's not, why wouldn't it stand out? So I think what happens is the biggest, um, the biggest mistake that people make tends to be trying to guess what they should put in and being a little bit cautious, not to sound boasty. But if you think about that CV, and we talked about brand, everything that, in, that is encompassed by finding a, a job and the recruitment process and so on is a brand, and your CV has got to be part of that brand. And somebody looking at an employer receiving it and um, it not showcasing everything is, um, is just a pity because that's really the only thing that they've got in front of them um, up front. It is you really on a piece of paper. Okay, so 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 it's got to be an extension of your brand, and I mean, sort of certainly in my the course that I teach about improving your job prospects, I talk about a LinkedIn profile as a little bit of a database of everything about your professional experience and the network that you maintain, but your CV being an extract of that or a summary or the key points that position and showcase yourself at a point in time that with the covering letter and the interview creates a whole package for you to get the best possible chance of getting a job. And you spoke about the big font, but then you also said try and 
capture everything. So it's always a balance. And I'm, I mean, a lot of people today on the call probably don't necessarily have decades of experience. I'm sure hopefully a couple of years or a few months, et cetera, at least. So they're not, you know, I found sometimes later on in my career, it was more important the things that I left out from earlier on in my career versus the more recent experience of the last two, three years that I need to focus on, et cetera. So, I mean, as you say, it's going to vary from person to person, but it is that balance between looking too simplistic and a large overbearing sized font versus tiny little bullet points packing your entire LinkedIn profile onto one page, for example, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I'm just, I'm, I have written down some ideas that I wanted to share. And um, absolutely, because um, I'm seeing some of the questions that are coming in are sort of touching on these points. So I'm going to give you a, sum, a summary or a few key tips. Let's start at the top. When, um, so I like a very uh, simplistic CV, and that's why I don't offer CV writing skills, because mine is so simplistic that people would probably be surprised if they'd have to pay for it. Um, the other thing is, at the very top, your name, let's start with that. Have your name exactly as it is on your transcripts. Have it um, the same on your um, your Zoom, you know, the way you've named your Zoom, it, have it the same as your ID. Keep some consistency because there, in certain cases, someone will put their surname first or they would then put a second name in or they'd have a few names. So decide on how you're going to show your name and make it consistent. The other thing is when you save your CV, and your transcripts and any other supporting documents. It makes a big difference to recruiters if they get the email with your CV, Tracy Ashington resume or CV, and then transcripts, Tracy Ashington. It's just recruiters who are plowing through thousands of CVs. You want to make it as easy as possible. The next thing I'll go on to is having your personal details. What details does the employer need and what is irrelevant and what is dangerous to put on? So what I would say so on my template, for example, obviously, email, cell number. If you hadn't, if you did nothing else, name and those two things. However, I do find it useful to put your city um, or your location. Don't put your full address. This is a document that's going out to a lot of people. People are on the hunt. A CV is perfect for somebody who wants to, to steal your identity. Then, so I put location. I don't recommend ID number. What I put at the bottom of a CV is a little sort of um, asterisk, and I say things like ID or references upon request. So it's not that you're being obstructive by not putting them. But I do, I do um, think that it's important to um, put your date of birth. Now, you see, some people say, why should it count and why shouldn't it? But when you are young, and it's, this is relevant for students, particularly at our age, it's not, I mean, it doesn't. But for you guys, when people are looking at you, they're looking at you for graduate programs and so on. So they need to see that, that there's a sink there. Once, um, you know, once you have got work experience, et cetera, it's going to be a different story. But if, for example, you're 28 going into the grad program, they may say to you, you know what, the, the grad program is going to be sort of, I don't know, 
21 euros or whatever, let's look at sort of direct entry roles instead of a grant program. So those are just some of the initial, um, the starter points. I'm sure they're going to be questions and then I can give, I can give you some more info from there. Peter, you're going to keep an eye on the questions. And because I'm not keeping track. Absolutely, Tracy. And I, what I wanted to do was just pick up on this one question here. And a couple of people have asked it, and certainly people have asked it in webinars that I've done on this topic uh, previously. And I think it related to your identity and privacy aspects. Um, so is it necessary to put a picture on a CV? So how many CVs have you seen with pictures and does it work or doesn't it work? And then link to that. So just let's deal with the privacy aspect first and then link to that. You know, does it showcase your personality? Can it be adverse against you, etc.? Just pictures on a CV? So for me, and you'll see I'm doing this a lot because this is interesting. In, for example, in Europe, in Germany, everyone has, you know, photos. Like in South Africa, everyone has Microsoft Office templates. <laughs> and I personally wouldn't. You know, and I... If I think about it, it's not even that it would be sort of ethically like why should it matter. I don't think a CV is there to showcase your personality. I think a CV is fact. You can showcase your personality in your cover letter. That's where you can be creative and tell them about you. But on a CV, people want to see, they don't want to be distracted by that kind of thing. And if they are, they really shouldn't. So for me, uh, photo definite no. Especially sometimes, I mean, you can see a photo and then you, then you bring someone into the interview and they're so busy thinking they look nothing like this photo was it 10 years ago. But that's as an aside. So no, no, for me, no. Okay, that, that's very good, Tracy. I think that's a clear and definite principle and guideline that you've given everybody. So appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, so I think just to build on that, Camilla, what's a good balance between appearing professional and showcasing your personality on your CV? So what I hear from Tracy is to balance more onto the professional side and um, you know, rely on your personality coming through in the interaction and the interview. And you know, we've spoken a lot about cover letters in these webinars, and I do feel that's then an area where you can link your personality and your value proposition with what the company's looking for in the uh, in the specific um, uh, specific role. Tracy, just off the top of your head, does anything stand out over the many years that you've been doing this of a CV that just was on the wrong side of being too? personal and you know maybe sort of um friendly or over, over the top in terms of selling themselves from that perspective a, a very inappropriate facebook photograph that somebody had put I on there for example does there anything stand out <laughs> in your memory that you want to tell us a fun story just just to keep people you know i mean this is important stuff and it's easy to get it wrong anything stand out you can see from my face, I just can't wait to tell. If you guys think for 20 years, I see like, I don't know, like 10, 20 CVs a day. When we, yeah. were, and when we were screening for the graduate program at RMB, I think mm. we used to get like 3,600 applicants. And that's wow. why I often refer back to that whole thing about keep it simple, help the recruiter help the recruiter to hire you. So the funniest thing is when, you know, at the end, people, we say, you put some hobbies, put some interests. Um, there was genuinely a young man who said, uh, going out to pick up girls 
Odyssey. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I'm like, he never lived it down. And then he afterwards, he was saying, oh, it's because he wants to show his social, but by that stage, it was done. The other no thing is when, um, and again, I refer, this is very common in South Africa. So there will be things like health or um, there will be like a criminal record or family, people have listed dogs, you know, pets by name. Um, and, you know, that, I, I just feel like it's, again, that's so irrelevant because if your health wasn't good, what are you going to write? Health bad. So it's almost like I would rather not add it. The I'm not a big fan of having driver's license on it because I, personally, I feel that if a company, unless, of course, it's related to driving, but if a company, if you're arriving on time and doing a great job, it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, it doesn't really matter how you get there. So I don't want that to be a discriminator. Um, and definitely no non-smoking. If you have a criminal record, they're going to pick it up on the checks at, an, at another stage, or you will take it offline, you know, and explain it. Um, so, yeah, less is more uh, in those. I mean, it's actually, I mean, we laugh now, right? Because those are the series I'm remembering of, of millions. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Tracy, then just a question here. And I mean, um, so I've put your website into the chat there. And guys, please do go and check out Tracy's website. And she offers a professional service. Um, but do you have any suggestions? So you can certainly, you know, contact Tracy and she can sort of quote you or, you know, give, her, give you an indication of her rate uh, to help you. Um, but do you have any ideas for free services where, where people can – you know, just get a quick feedback on their CV for free, potentially, Tracy? Mm, absolutely. So there are a few different ways. I can share my um, template with you, Pete, too, but it's really, it's nothing. It's just, it's so simple. Um, there is, uh, I, I don't really like the Microsoft uh, templates. I'm not saying don't use them, but they tend to be a bit sort of, I don't know, childlike with all the colors and so on. Again, my personal touch, um, taste, and also I've worked primarily, well, only in finance and investment banking. So I am more used to or inclined towards that resume. Um, when it's somebody who's in a creative space, then it's, it's, it's nice to show that sort of flair and, and make it a little bit more creative. But just to go back to that, so template, when you um, create, actually, you know, I don't think CVs are going to be a thing for very much longer. I think our LinkedIn profiles are going to become our CVs. Um, but uh, to, on that point, if you go to LinkedIn, there is actually, it's like a button somewhere that I've seen where you can download your CV so that you that your LinkedIn profile and it actually comes up on a C as a CV, a PDF. Mm. So I know you can do that. The other thing is um, there are, uh, if you're going to use something online, uh, which is really the only way you're going to kind of get it um, done for free. And there are sort of the tips. If you Google it, there's CV builders. I'd rather use that for, um, than the Microsoft um, uh, templates, as I've said. And then um, the other thing is, uh, I'm just trying to think. It's really, 
I think I would go with make sure your LinkedIn is great and then use that um, use that PDF option to to mm. save. Yeah, fantastic, Tracy. Thank you for that. And if I could just answer from my side, Retabili, what I've posted in the link there is a free seat, um, you know, in my course called Improve Your Job Prospects. And in that course, I teach, you know, basic CV writing and a tool called NovoResume.com. So I just wanted to come at this question from a couple of different angles. It's a cloud-based CV uh, layout tool that in fact um, Elon Musk uses and um, it's I would say not the sort of colorful amateurish templates that you do get in Microsoft Word which I totally agree with Tracy just look like Microsoft Word this is actually a professional level template um, option for you to use for CVs and they have different formats whether you're in a NGO environment or whether you're in a professional investment banking environment and you can quickly click a couple of buttons and it lays it out for you and then I mean Trace, I don't know if you're aware of this but one of the fantastic things that I found when I built my CV on Nova Resume was that it actually has tool tips so it uses algorithms and artificial intelligence to have a look at the length of your bullet points and to advise you to make it a bit shorter or to tell you whether you put too much information in a certain role because it can check the date and it can say that's too far ago and you've got too many bullet points in that. They'll be more interested in the roles that are in the last two to three years, for example. So I've put that um, link in the chat and in the course there is a lesson where I take you through that Nova Resume tool. So to answer Retabilia's question, um, that course I'm making available to everybody for free today. If you click that link, you can enroll within the next three days, but it won't review your CV. Um, it will make suggestions for you based on the information that you put in. It's the closest thing that I can think of, Retabili, that answers your question. And there is a free version of Nova Resume. So you can go on, create an account, start loading up your CV in there and go through those tips and tricks and uh, suggestions from Nova Resume, as well as the guidance that I provide you um, in the course, which I've made available for you there uh, for free as well. So Retabile, that's perhaps not an individual personalized review of your CV. It's more of an automated cloud-based feature, but certainly something that you can do, take half an hour, put your CV on there, and it'll, I think, give you some value. And if nothing else, just look at my own version that I show you in the course and uh, that might give you some pointers and then i think you know let's let's just segue then into the linkedin uh, discussion tracy because i also teach in that same course um, how to use linkedin and how i've managed it uh, for my own profile and the link between your linkedin details and your cv and i certainly agree with you tracy i think you know there will be a button that just says click here or select these items to put on your cv for example and um, LinkedIn certainly is a critical, critical, critical tool um, for you to keep, I think, relevant information from which you can build your CV throughout your whole career, Tracy. I mean, it's important it's for like the networking. Passport. passport. It's yeah. like your database. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that you can draw on. You know, I think with LinkedIn, um, the, the there are a few tips. So... At the, this is also kind of where you can show your um, your brand, your personality, um, market yourself, show your interest, because a lot of people only put a profile picture. But there's also that space at the top where you could have a quote 
oh, please not Warren Buffett, but or you could um, show something. We're not talking about your holiday, but we're talking about something linked to your career and interest and area of expertise, something relevant. So that kind of gives a nice feel for your personality. Then the other thing that's really important with LinkedIn is when you put your name, you, you should, just under your name, you should say, for example, um, uh, software uh, developer, um, uh, let's say BSc programming. So you actually have a title that's going to catch the, the attention. You won't believe a lot of people don't put that. Or they may just say, um, looking for an opportunity or something like that. Think about what your elevator pitch is. What are you? Put your name and put it straight under. The other thing is, you know, algorithms pick up stuff and also, well, recruiters pick up stuff. So when they are doing a search on LinkedIn, and a lot of companies are using LinkedIn now rather than recruitment agencies because it's cheaper. So if a recruiter is looking, there's certain words that they're going to put in. So it's important when you um, under when you list each job, it's very important that you add underneath some bullets or some comments about what it entails. Don't just say the dates, your um, the company name and the role. Put some points in that are going to that are going to be skills that will help your CV to be to to come up. Um, the other thing is with um, LinkedIn, and I don't want to do, uh, go uh, divert too much um, in terms of LinkedIn, but two other key things for me: have, make sure you have more than five hundred people, because then it doesn't show. Uh, 118 and it looks like you're lame <laughs> um, you want to look like you're actively working it and then the other thing is to oh yes don't only have contacts who are recruiters go out and say I want to be a um, head of marketing in a, a retail environment go and find the key uh, retailers go and find leaders in that space go and add them you see they mostly they're going to or follow them you know if you feel a bit shy follow them you're going to see what they're posting you're going to pick up on what's happening in the market you're going to be connected then of course if you really want to work for ShopRite add their recruiters so that if they get your CV they can look so be strategic not just click 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 and I see someone like my Warren Buffett it could be worse right it could be a rich dad poor dad <laughs> in any case yeah so use LinkedIn strategically I'm telling you it makes such a difference there was a time when I wanted a certain job and I think I added everyone I must have looked like a stalker I added everyone in the whole company I still didn't get the job but you know the <laughs> No, Tracy, I think that's very good. And uh, so just a couple of points that you made there, very important. Um, and I've put my LinkedIn profile there in the chat. So you're more than welcome to connect with me. And, um, you know, if I see good content that you're posting, I'm very happy to share it and uh, boost your uh, profile to my, I think I've got 13,000 or something like that now. So I do agree with Tracy, you know, boost it above the 500 and then it looks like you're a serious, uh, serious networker. So there's a, a link there. 
Um, Niasha made a point there just uh, on the screen about, you know, the bullet points, you know, for those job descriptions. So my take would be just in addition to the, the brilliant insight that Tracy's given there is, you know, focus on the value that you created for that previous employer. I mean, I think it's fantastic that you've got the skills and definitely show those, but you want to sh demonstrate that those skills led to real value creation, um, you know, in that environment. So take Tracy for an example, recruiting into an investment banking environment. You know, it'd be good if you've got data and analytics skills, but if you use those data and analytics skills to build a model for Lehman Brothers that helped achieve a 2% profit increase for their trade finance division, that's a crunchy, crunchy bullet point that will stand out on a CV. Now, it does niche you into that specific role a little bit more. But like Tracy said, you know, nail your colors to the mask. Don't leave it open-ended that you're looking for opportunities because then everyone's going to pass you by. Niche yourself down to the core roles, the core skills, the core value that you delivered, but then focus on getting those and your CV and your covering letter in front of people that are looking specifically for that. So that matching between your core skills, the values to deliver it, and the requirements for those skills and that value, that's work that you have to do. And as Tracy has mentioned, and I mean, Tracy, we could probably do another full webinar on LinkedIn, and maybe that's I one that we could add in at some point. Yeah. And, and we can go into the whole, because I mean, there are recruiters on LinkedIn now searching for skills that everyone on this webinar today has and you just have to and in the course so by the way in the course there's a lesson on linkedin and I, t I teach you how to switch on the alerts so that you pop up for recruiters and i teach you how to use keywords and how to make yourself a little bit more marketable on linkedin but tracy i'm going to take an action and if you'll be kind enough we can schedule one more more dedicated um, on, on, on LinkedIn. Let's stick to then just the CV sort of sort of yes. type of discussion. And yeah. Manin Gacy says, you know, do I always have to change my CV based on the job description advertised? So Tracy, your thoughts on angling your CV and emphasizing or reducing aspects based on the role you're going for? I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't do that. I think your CV is your CV and I would use the cover letter to relate it back. I like the way you said, Pete, too, when you say you've worked on something and it has, if you've worked on a campaign and it's been awarded um, something, put that on because it is nice to show what you're saying you can do was part of, um, you know, something that's, uh, that was hugely successful. Um, but if um, I'm just thinking... Oh, it's a good, it's a good one. I, um, I would say no. Okay, so it took a little bit of time. So you can see it's not clear cut. Why, what I would do is I would put your CV as it is and then look unless it would be, unless you're wanting to change completely. So say, for example, you have studied um, engineering and you want to work in a bank. And you um, obviously you can't suddenly switch it to make out like you've you know done anything different. But what you would do is say you've studied, but then show your intent by perhaps having signed up for one or two Udemy classes in finance, perhaps having um, creating an, a, a, a trading portfolio where you put that on your CV, or perhaps in the cover letter saying. 
I studied engineering, but I'm really keen to work in a bank. So you would, to do it any other way, I think you'd be kind of fibbing. Mm, mm. Tracy, I, I tend to agree with you. And I think the customization of your skills and your value proposition is better in a cover letter because, and I, when I teach cover letters, um, you know, I always say, talk about the company and, you know, you can do some research and go look up their latest press releases and then link yourself to the problems that they're trying to solve and the roles that they're currently hiring for. If you'd have to do a unique version of your CV for every single role that you apply for, it's going to keep you very busy and it's, you're going to struggle to keep track of it. Track. So, yeah, you're going to lose track of it. So I, I wholeheartedly agree with you there, Trace. And we spoke actually a couple of weeks ago on this webinar. You know, I had to write 70 cover letters to get out of my ESCOM bursary that they, you know, um, wanted me to pay back because I didn't go and work for them after finishing Varsity. So in 1998, that was 150,000 Rand. And I wrote 70 different cover letters, but it was one CV for all of those different 70 cover letters. And I just needed one person to say, okay, you've stood out we'll for us. We'll buy you out. And they did. And that's fantastic. I told that whole story. I think it was, was last week or the week before. Um, okay. So fantastic. Uh, fantastic. Uh, Simone's got a great question. Simeon's got a great question there. Um, and I'm yes. also just reading these questions out because we record this for the podcast as well. So if you are only listening to this, the question is the following. If you have not yet got a lot of working experience, a lot of students on the webinars today, to what extent can you fill your CV with school and university achievements, e.g. provincial sport, academic achievements, etc.? Tracy. Absolutely. So when you're a student, they're not going to expect you to have loads of work experience. So don't worry about that. When you're coming in as a, stu a student at a grad level, first job, even if it's not as a graduate, they know they're hiring you for your degree. Now, what I would say is, if you've done things that may not even be kind of relevant work experience, I would tend to add them so long as it's not going to be, uh, I mean, to be honest, as a student, even if you worked at a, at a bar or a restaurant or whatever, that's showing, you know, that it looks quite good to say, um, worked as a, wa a waitron to help fund studies or something like that. That's quite entrepreneurial. So I'd put that if you have those, um, you know, if you have those kind of examples. Obviously, as you start to get work, per, uh, work, as you start to get work experience, that kind of thing would fall away. Then it becomes, you know, null and void. But right now, uh, right now you can put, um, you can put those sort of ventures. The other thing is, if you've had internships, definitely internships. I can't. I could talk a for a full hour on internships and the importance of it. Whether it's a formal internship, whether it's job shadowing, whether it's whatever it is, you can put. If you don't have any of those, absolutely, you must put um, achievements and all of that anyway. And things like sport, you know, um, whether you've done it, you know, you've been in a first team or just done it for fun. I think that adds a great um, dynamic to your CV to kind of understand that. If you're a provincial sports person, hell yeah, that should probably be right up at the top. But mm. nobody, um, in summary, no one's going to penalize um, people who are students who don't have any work experience. If you're first or second year, guys, go and find a VAC job or a job shadow, even if it's for an hour, so you can put it on your CV. It makes a difference. Yeah, there was a question, Tracy, just I'm looking for it, but the question was effectively saying, if we're studying, oh, here we go at the moment, 
Um, so, but CB asks, when my CB template requires me to put my job title, uh, but obviously we don't have work experience coming straight out of varsity, so linked to the, the discussion we were just having now, can I use the course I'm studying as simply my title? So I think, yeah, mm -hmm. thoughts? So um, in this case, you know, CV, I would say the two key um, elements of the CV are going to be education and work experience. Now, when you're a student, put your education first, obviously. Any other work, internships, whatever, is going to be um, in conjunction with or maybe fitting in with. So that's less important. Once you have work experience, then you're going to shift it the other way around. When a CV says put in your um, put in your current title, it's unusual they would, but then definitely say um, full time student and with the with the tertiary institution, etc. That'd be completely. So you think about it, you are a student, and so yeah, that could be um, that could be a way of doing that. Yeah, I mean, I certainly agree with what you were saying just now around. You know, if you've had part-time jobs, you know, I mean, I used to do paper rounds. I was a teller at Checkers, you know, Me I mean, I, I, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it shows that you work with money, you know, it shows that you, you know, you're entrepreneurial. Um, and these big corporates, Tracy, I mean, people will be surprised, you know, certainly in first rand where both of you and I have a work experience, we value an entrepreneurial culture. So we want to hire people that are entrepreneurial in nature and will go out and a lot of people are supporting families and, you know, needing to bring money into the house, et cetera, in general and for, you know, friends and family and so on. And, and those are skills that are maybe kind of sort of peripheral to the core role that's been hired for, but are certainly going to help you stand out. If there are two CVs that are exactly the same, the differentiator is going to be somebody that, you know, manage to hold down a couple of extra part-time jobs and help put their sister through varsity, et cetera. That might not go up at the top of the CV, but it's a, at least a talking point for an interview. It's at least something where they put two CVs together and they say, you know, I mean, first round, we're going to go for the entrepreneur, surely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I agree. When I was coaching someone, it was this last week, they were doing something at, um, and I'm trying to think of the exact situation, but they, in fact, I was coaching him last night. The um, he had this concept about um, sort of an online platform thingy for students that he was working on, and I said, and he, he said, but I didn't put it. It's just me and my friend. I said, okay, come on, we're going to put it. What what are you going to call the company right now? We he we created this amazing name. I said, go register it, create a website, and we put it on. Even though it was just a concept that they had just started rolling out, you can say that you know you can tell them that it looks awesome. To sh even do you know um, when you're a student and there's people who even sell their textbooks, etc. You're not going to say textbook, you know, <laughs> um, but show that there's a kind of business flair there it's not random to put you know to put small initiatives that you do um mm -hmm. tracy another great question here from kanayo and just again reading this for people also listening on the podcast today how do we create a good summary statement at the beginning of a cv or should we even put one thoughts about just that high level executive summary of what you as a person offer that employer 
So this is, uh, it's interesting because there's um, a recruitment uh, agency called Crayon that I sometimes consult with. And the, the CEO there has been, is a, a fan of having a, a summary at the top. He um, says uh, to sort of highlight, or, for example, and again, I'm referring to someone that I was working with last night. For example, things at the top, he says, if there are specific skills, you should do a, a personal summary. But don't be generic. So don't things say things like, I'm a good team worker, I'm diligent, I'm all that, you know, everyone says that they're that. I think at the top, if you're doing a professional um, summary, talk about the stuff that you have um, made an impact in. So, um, like you were saying earlier, Pete, where uh, you can say um, it's it's quite a good um, thing for me to think about because it tends to not be something I do. So that's why I'm kind of weighing it up. I normally just say have a line and use that in your CV. But Derek said it's really good to have it uh, to have a snapshot of your skills, so long as it's not generic stuff. So say I am a um, I a, a award winning um, uh, advertising agency um, uh, data specialist. I'm making up all sorts of words um, with a background in um, science and a desire to become a leading teller at checkers <laughs> okay so then it's nice and simple not a story about your life that can go in the cover letter from a personal perspective i actually on my cv template have a one-liner where i say um say something unique about you i actually put it there and then people and i say okay describe yourself to me okay what is it come on let's push 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 i don't want uh, so we actually did one the other day where it was um financier, um, uh, by background, um, uh, author, by, uh, by passion, um, capitalist at heart or something. We made something funky at the top. There, there's one that always stood in my mind. Um, somebody in his one-liner said, if I was a share, I'd be Facebook pre-IPO. Now, that's very banky, <laughs> obviously. But, you know, I'm still talking about it like six years later. That's the kind of catchiness that you want. Mm, mm. Yeah, Tracy, I love that. I mean, such good insights there. Um, and just a reminder, guys, the link is in the chat for the course that we've made available to you for free. We had a couple of questions about how we can um, get a review of our CV. So we talked a little bit about what's available there. Um, then a question here, you know, to become a volunteer in order to build their CV in cases where there are no internship opportunities. So as Tracy was saying, if you missed that point, internships are so important. Tracy, I'm doing some work with the Wits Business School with their postgraduate diploma students. Obviously, um, in their year, they have to secure an internship for a few months and just helping them on that path to success. And even if you can't get a paid internship, I mean, I heard of somebody the other day who said, just, I want the experience. I want to... Just I'll I'll just I'll do it for free because it means I can put mm -hmm. it on my CV. So so your thoughts there very important. 
very important. So I've actually had people say, in fact, I, I will die if she's listening, but um, she said, I will chain myself to your desk and get you yes. coffee all day. And you know, it's that kind of, it's like when you follow up with recruiters, you're not lame. You're actually showing the hunger. And I, I have said, in order to, if it takes saying you'll work for free because it's that important, in, I say to get a certain name on your CV. So, you know, there's a name that's of a company that's so great that it's going to be worth millions to you in your career going forward, hopefully. But it's going to impact your CV and it's going to impact the jobs you get. If it means working for a month for free, you know, do what you can. Yeah. But, but Tracy, I mean, you don't even have to say that you work for free, right? I mean, when somebody's mm -hmm. scanning down your CV and they say, see that you spent a month at Lehman Brothers, it doesn't, it, yes, it's your personal decision as to whether you can live without that income for a month, but the investment that you make now and the tough times that you perhaps have to endure and cut back on a few other things in your life to be able to at least get that one liner there with that name. And there was a question earlier about how applicable some of the principles are that we're talking about today in terms of other areas beyond finance and investment, because I mean, both of us sort of in that field. And I would say that broadly speaking in the commercial industrial space, I think a lot of what we're talking about is 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 very applicable. And this topic of just getting yourself out there and being hungry to the degree that you can put up with some some sort of short-term loss for longer-term gain, mm. I, I, I certainly support that. I mean, just just try as much as you can, do as much as you can, get yourself out there, demonstrate that hunger. I, I certainly, I mean, the hiring decisions that I've made over the years because that hunger will translate into the person actually completing the role and doing the job internally. And Tracy, I think what a lot of people don't realize is to get stuff done, certainly in a large corporate like First Rand, you have to be hungry. You have to be sacrificial. You have to do whatever it takes to get the job done. You don't walk into a job and then your work arrives in the morning and you sit there doing the job that you studied at, uh, at university. You're out there. Mm -hmm dealing with politics, dealing with difficult personalities, overcoming obstacles every day. You know, and so we want money. to see yeah, yeah, we want to see yeah. that coming through into the organization. And I'll often, you know, retrofit what I see on the CV to the person actually doing the job. And mm -hmm. I will certainly favor somebody who's gone out and taken a few chances and being a little bit of an entrepreneurial risk taker, etc sacrificed a little bit, lost a bit of sleep over the years. I mean, that's Elon Musk's big thing. Um, certainly, that's that's you my perspective. Elon that... Musk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, I, when we talk about him a lot because, you know, he also says, I don't want uh, varsity graduates. And I say, well, okay, that doesn't mean varsity degrees are not valuable. It absolutely is. But you've got to think about what you do over and above that. You know, and that's mm -hmm. the lesson that I think we must all take away, uh, you know, from that sort of discussion. Um, Tracy, um, any uh, your guidelines on CVs, other thoughts? So what I was thinking is, you know, whether it's volunteering, whether it's, um, uh, sorry, um, whether it's volunteering or um, whether it's, you know, conversations that you're having with certain people in organizations, whatever you do to make yourself stand out. So if you're thinking of your CV, as we said earlier, amongst a bunch, Think about what would stand out to you if you were the employer 
um, whether it be arriving there um, with your CV in hand, which I'm not, I'm recognize, you know, I'm not recommending. But it really, it, even if it's the other thing you can do is update your CV a little bit every so often, so that you can send it to the recruiters again and stay front of mind. You can say, oh, please find attached my updated CV. Things like that. So you see, it's very sneaky and very, um, you know, mm. uh, but it, it's strategic. Yeah. Tracy, I just didn't want to lose the opportunity to quickly show everybody my own CV on Nova Resume, which I teach you in the course and I take you through in a little bit more detail here. And just to touch on some of the thoughts that we've – so I have my picture up at the top there. Um, you know, and that's a personal decision that everybody must make. And I certainly, you know, agree with your guidance, you know, that you gave earlier on. My details in the top right. Now, this Nova Resume tool gives you this whole layout. I didn't have to sit and worry about this layout. I put the information in and then it lays it out for me. And I've got that sort of two-sentence high-level value proposition at the top there, you know, work experience, professional skills. And then a lot of these tips, you know, over here, you can switch the template. You know, do you want a professional one or do you want a, a different type of one, for example? Um, you know, so there's these wonderful sort of features that you get um, with with this whole layout um, you know, which I found sort of incredibly useful. It'll take you through the header, the title, the summary, um, you know, all the practical aspects, your work experience, you enter it in and then it puts it in um, on your document. So, so I just wanted to quickly show everybody, you know, how mm. Nova Resume works as a tool that people could consider using, um, you know, to, to, to lay their, their CV out. Um, and mine's two pages. I would love to critique yours. And this is yeah. such a good point because you see that to my very first point, everyone's got a different view. And so I look at this and it's very different to what I would do. But this is what Elon Musk recommends. So I, I could be off track here. But in this, let's talk about the photo, for example. It actually really works there because it's showing your brand. The professional skills thing, that's a lot of space for those comments. This is, you know, for those points. The other thing is it's quite wordy. So somebody asked earlier about bullet points. Try not to make it have sentences like, my responsibility was to take care of this, this, and do financial analysis. Just put bullet financial analyses. Mm. Um, so, I mean, not just a word, but less of a story. That said, it does look great. So, in fact, I've written it down. I may, I may um, go and redo my own CV. I don't even think I have a CV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tracy, no, I mean, this has been such fun. And I think it's great that you quickly gave a quick review of my CV. So there's also good tips and tricks there that you helped us with. Uh, so really do appreciate that. Um, okay, so I think we're going to start wrapping up here. And uh, Tracy, thank you for making yourself available on that side. And I know that you've had some challenges with load shedding and getting access into the session this morning. So I really do want to uh, thank you very much for that. And also just to mention to everybody, what I also do is um, to answer all these questions in additional videos, um, which we do put onto the YouTube channel. So um, I'm going to do that and provide those to you. And I'd really appreciate if you guys can just subscribe and switch on your notifications so that you get those regular coaching tips on the YouTube channel, as well as the recording of this session that we've been through today. You'll be able to get um, access uh, into 
uh, on the YouTube channel, and it'll always be available for you to go back to it. I think just, uh, I mean, we've certainly got good support for a LinkedIn webinar, Tracy. So if you're comfortable, I'll I'll book that in, and that means that um, I'll be looking for two good bottles of wine. Uh, to say thank you for this wonderful um, insights that you're getting. A reminder, guys, TracyAshington.com. Uh, TracyAshington.com. I have put the link in there. So please, this is Tracy's job. I mean, she's on her own. You know, she's gone out and she helps people. She also does the most incredible charity work. Tracy, quickly tell us about uh, Suits for Students. Uh, th this is heartwarming oh, what you do. So, uh, yeah, so please just let's end off. And I really want you to see the Tracy that I know and that is has a heart for helping students. So, Tracy, just your incredible work that you do to help students get suits for interviews. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. I was going to say, Pete, you and I have always connected on that. I absolutely love working with young people. And that's, you can, you know, students and graduates and getting them started. And when I was um, out on campus interviewing people and so on, I was finding so many, so many young people arriving. And it wouldn't have to be a suit per se, but just sort of office attire. And they were arriving in something sort of crumpled or um, they were feeling awkward because they didn't have. A, one young man said, oh, I couldn't wear my suit because today's my brother's day or other people were renting. And I said, no, this can't, this can't happen. There's so many professionals who are already working who know have clothes that they no longer need. Um, and I said, and people want to donate. They just don't know where to send them. And so I started collecting from corporates um, work attire, male and female and skirts, ties, shoes. And then what I would do is when the students would come to the office to interview, I'd bring them into the room. We'd get them all kitted out, nice ties and things. Um, so yeah, that is very, very close to my heart. Well, keep keep doing what you're doing, Tracy. I think that it's incredible and it's helped countless people. And hopefully today what you've shared with everybody is going to be also useful. Go on to Tracy's website, connect with her, book some time, pay for her services. You will re get a return on that investment of tenfold with a successful career in the future. Hop onto the course that I provided you there for free. I've seen a couple of the questions in the chat, for example, about setting up your CV in the early stages, getting onto LinkedIn. The course is geared towards early stage career professionals, students that are needing to get into the workplace and position themselves to improve their job prospects. So that is the course that you can go into and enroll in today. And I will see you there in the course, uh, in those lessons. And uh, you can interact with me in the course there. So, Tracy, thank you very much. Appreciate your time today. And uh, chat soon. We'll see you in two weeks for the next session. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Tracy. Goodbye Bye. to everybody. Bye. Cheers, guys.